Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. And you might wonder back so soon. And yes, we could not contain our excitement and joy after what the U.S. men's national team just did on the world's biggest soccer stage. I am Jake. I'm joined by Justin. Justin, how can you describe your, your, your feelings after that game? Fantastic, Jake. I believe it. Absolutely fantastic. That was unreal. I was standing for the entirety of the second half. My heart rate got up to 124. Uh, and I think it might have went higher when they possibly called that PK. We'll get into some more details, but that was insane. Oh, my God. Yes. So the U.S. beat Iran in a must-win game, one nothing. I will take my kudos. I predicted one nothing as the match prediction. I know you had a couple of your own predictions. Go right, and we'll get to that and some of the highlights and, and lowlights for the game. But overall, man, I, I I do have to once again give give Greggy my my best. I mean, he he put forth a a good tactical setup for this Iranian team for the most part, and I say the most part uh, in I don't I still don't think the game management's there, and we'll talk about that. But in terms of his approach, well done, Greg. I think the the swap for Zimmerman and Carter Vickers at least worked out. I don't know how Zimmerman would have panned out in that in some of those moments. But Carter Vickers, big shout out to him. The man stood up to the test. Literally, he proved himself to be a man. Like he bullied some of those uh, Iranian players and and really showed his form. So not a tough, not an easy situation coming into the final group game in, in, a, in a game that we have to win like that. So I'm just excited. We put that juju behind us. I'm not saying we've solved all of our problems, but we don't win that often in the world cup. In fact, we've only won nine times now out of what 28 game, 26 games played. Um, so this doesn't come around very often. And so we're going to celebrate it when we do. I mean, it, it's, we just got it done. That's all we needed to do. We didn't do anything special. It was not a very pretty game at times. Um, I think one of the most insane stats of the group stage, it's like, yeah, we didn't score a lot of goals. We also only conceded, what one goal? Yeah, and one it was PK on a PK by Gareth Bale. I think that's in, that's extremely impressive by that back, by that back pack line and Matt Turner. I'm too it excited is. to speak. <laughs> it is it is crazy. Yeah, like the goal. I I even remember. Like I mean, Gareth Bale is an MLS player. The only goal that we conceded in a World Cup group stage with three different games against plenty of loads of opposition that are all over Europe and some of the best leagues in the world, and we conceded to an MLS striker on a PK. So. Two, two shutouts back-to-back for the first time since 1930 for our national team. Absolutely massive. I don't think Turner was overly tested today, but when he was in the air in terms of some of those crosses and some of those threats at the end, he was a safe pair of hands. And again, distribution was great. So we'll get into the, the Turner side of things. But again, we've moved on. The group stage is over. We kind of talked about how the World Cup set up. The group stage is kind of one tournament in of itself. You want to collect as many points as you can to advance out of the group. And then the real tournament kind of begins, and that's the knockout round. So we're in the sweet 16 now for all my basketball fans out there. The final 16 left in the tournament is lose and go home. Every game, like the game we just played today, if we don't win, there are no there are no draws, there are no ties. It's win and go through, lose and go home. All right, that's that's that was it, and we did it. We did it now. So let's talk about it, Jake. Let's we talk did. about some. Of, I'll have you. Let's talk about the highlights. What, do you, what are some of the highlights that you enjoyed out of this one? I, I'll start with one, and I'll give you some of the spotlight, and you can take us down some of your highlights. But I think the biggest one for me, and I think it's been growing 
throughout these group games has been Serginho Dust. I feel like he has found his footing and, and against good teams. He played well against England as well. Today, he was a spark plug. That man was everywhere on the right flank, um, working a lot with Tim Weah, serving in crosses. He absolutely destroyed some of these Iranian defenders, just made them look silly, put them on ice skates. I mean, he has that ability, too. He's one of the best one v one dribblers we have on the team. And I think today was his coming out game where he just showed that he is a he's a talent. He's a really, really big talent. I think a lot of national teams would love to have his creativity and his skill set on their team. So I think Dest was my man of the match outside. You can't give anyone but Pulisic. If you take the goal away from Pulisic, which you can't, obviously, and what he did for our team, Dest was, I think, the best player on the pitch for us today. Yeah, that's, I couldn't agree more. And I guess Greg didn't think so. And taking him out and putting in Shaq more. <laughs> it's like, I understand people are going to be like, oh, maybe it was like, eight, it was what, it's 82nd. So yeah, eight minutes left or plus stoppage would, would have been a total 17 with the nine extra. And like, oh, you don't want him to get another yellow because then he's out next game. We don't have a next game if we get scored on. Don't take right. out Dest. I, I right. just don't understand it. We'll talk more about the subs later. But I another one that I absolutely loved, I loved Aronson coming in off the bench. I think he absolutely killed it. He did it again. He shows why he should be getting more minutes. And I'm not not happy that Pulisic got hurt. But the, like putting Aronson in, I don't think he would have got in at halftime if Pulisic wasn't hurt. So he got a full 45 plus nine. I think he showed very promising stuff and could possibly start in the next round. I think he did too. I actually had him in a little of my low lights. Not because I didn't like what he did. I just think he kind of came in at a tough game state where like, we were kind of shifting gears where we weren't taking the game by the horns as much anymore. We were transitioning a lot to more like defending him, which isn't not that it's his, his weak suit, but I think he's much more of himself when he's in an open flowing game. And so I don't think today he hurt his stock at all. I just, it's, you kind of lost him in the end, but you lost almost every part of our forward line by the end of that game. It was right. non-existent. Um, I thought Musa had another great strong game. He was gassed. That man emptied the tank. Uh, and you could tell, but he just, the way he connects our defense to our offense, he contributes on both ends. He made some great tackles today. The way he can turn on players and 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 some of the moves and just the small things that even the commentators don't even pick up, like these little behind the back passes and just connecting play. I thought he was phenomenal today. And he's the one for me that's also kind of growing in, in stature in this tournament. He turned 20 years old during like today. Yep. Yep. So I think that was that was phenomenal. I think he did a really good job. I agree with you there. I'll also say Sargent. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I hope he's, that it looked like that could have been an ACL. I mean, obviously it's not. It was just his ankle. But the way how awkward he came down on that, so uh, I, I hated that. Um, but before he got injured, I thought he did a great job. And I think he I think he should definitely be our starter up top against the Netherlands on, on Saturday. I want to pause there really quick because I do want to make that same mention that you just you just kind of alluded to is. We, I think we've always been waiting for someone to go into a game as a number nine and play their way into the next game, for sure, like without a doubt. Watching what he did for us today, assuming that he'll be able to recover from the injury, he was walking around after the game. He wasn't going to cleat on, but he was walking and celebrating with the team. I hope he's okay. Assuming he's okay, he is a lock, a lock for Netherlands. He, he right now has just solidified himself because of his performance today as our number nine. Couldn't agree more. And I'll say probably last last highlight that I really loved. We had 12 shots and five on goal. That's the most, that's the best offensive game we've had. And I know we had to push it and then, and we'll get into the lowlights later, but we looked so good in that first half. 
And then I know when the subs started coming on, I was all very defensive. I wasn't a fan of that, in my opinion. I don't think you play again. I know the spot we can't lose or tie, but when you start changing your mindset of we get just need to not tie, then the game gets away from you. We didn't look. It was the most stressful last like thirty minutes of that game. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. And just to round us out, then before we go into the lowlights, I I do respect the hell out of Pulisic putting his body on the line and just going right into the keeper there that the run that he made was fantastic. The cross from Dest was amazing. It was just such a, another great goal, another good team goal where it, it, it was developing and everything kind of had to come together to make it happen. So I, I really appreciate him for just selling out and just putting the body in the line. So we can never replace that. And that way it was the difference for us ultimately. And finally, Tyler Adams, again, another unsung hero. I don't think today was his best game, but still another strong game from him. And you can see the leadership that he brings out there, which I appreciate. And finally, like you said, we're creating more chances. We're, we're still trending upwards as a team, which I think is a great, great sign, especially for the youngest 11 that was ever started so far in this World Cup was our team today. And Reem is such an outlier on that. So had he not been that age or, or been that starting 11, I don't, I'm not saying we've been just as good, but he skews our age dramatically. And we're still playing the youngest 11 as of today. So I think we're showing great progression and resilience and heart Today, today was a day like that where you just had to just grind it out. It was not pretty. I almost had a heart attack at multiple times during that. But those guys didn't show it. They they definitely looked tired, but they looked like they were determined to grab this game and win. Yeah, and they did what they needed to do. All right, let's get the All low right. ones. Shift. Yeah, shift gears here. I don't like your first ball still. I thought Aronson did fine. I know you just have here that he had a hot start and worked hard, but he couldn't find much of the game. I thought when the ball was on his foot, he did great. He made some attacking runs, took guys one-on-one. I think it's harder for him to find the ball because it, well, he's tiny. But it, I mean, but otherwise, I, th- I thought he did a great job. So I don't know. You can. What are your? Why do you think that's a low light? Yeah, I, I just thought. I think I, I mentioned it already, but it was just because I the way he, when he came in, we were still kind of on the front foot in the very first part of the second half, and I think he was finding opportunities and Marty making opportunities and creating, which is exactly what you expect him to do. Because if Polisic does go out, I love Christian. But we have depth in that area. Like Brendan Aronson, for me, is like a not a poor man's version of Polisic, but he definitely has a lot of the same attributes. So I, I'm not like overly worried if all of a sudden Christian's abdominal problem becomes an issue. He definitely doesn't have an abdominal problem. I 100% think he'll start. He already snapped from the hospital saying that he's good to go for Saturday. So you got the thumbs up, the approval from me. But no, I, I just I want to see. I do like Aronson a lot, and I do want to see more time of him because I think he has a lot more to contribute, especially in more of an even flowing game where we're not just defending and on the ropes. Um, and you touched on Pulisic being in the hospital with that abdominal issue, if whatever that yes. is, even is. Yes. That just sounds weird. It sounds like a hockey thing. It's like, oh, mid-body injury. Like, right, we're, just right. gonna, we're just not going to stop for that. But, and then, <laughs> no. but, we, but we did also pick up another Josh. Hopefully his – I'm thinking his shoe was probably just off just because it probably has a massive ankle right now. And then Weston looked like he kind of picked something up there at the end. But I think also Greg was taking him off regardless. So I don't know. I think we'll be fine when it comes to injuries and yeah. they have plenty of time. We have till Saturday. So what is that? Another four days. They'll, yeah. They, they got time. We'll be fine. And then I will say, let's get into it because we've mentioned it so many times. I still don't understand how Greg manages these games once we get there and how it, how he decides these things. Aaronson for Pulisic at halftime. Yeah. That's an obvious one. That's easy. Kellen Acosta for Weston McKinney. If Weston got hurt, then yeah, maybe I get it. Otherwise, I don't get it. I, I understand he's probably a little bit more defensive-minded, but I'm just not a huge fan of his. And then if you take Haji Wright for Sargent, also an injury, so easy to say. But then Zimmerman for Wea and Moore for Dest. I, I get 
the Zimmerman for Wea just to add another aerial threat because he knew that Iran was just going to be dumping the ball long. He was winning those head balls, by the way. I did. He, he came in clutch. He delivered. He also had some bonehead still plays. Where I'm just like, I don't know about this Walker guy anymore. But he did have some great headers, so I'll give him that. But more for depth, I'll never understand sure. why Shaq Moore yeah. is getting in the game. And and also just not 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 as big of a knock to Shaq Moore, but like trying to put someone into a game with eight minutes left when it's if we get scored on, we go home and you are you're a right back. Like Zimmerman's going in and just jumping up and down. He Shaq Moore has to move his feet and defend, and he's cold just coming off the bench. And I just I hate it. Yeah. It, it's for me, it wasn't necessarily the timing of the subs this this go around. It was the people that he put on and the impact that they made, because I think Dest to me was kind of tiring and we were entering, we were getting out of this phase of the game where we're going basically a hundred percent defending and he's on a hundred percent defending defender when that, when that's gonna, when the offensive threat is gone, I think he loses a little bit of his luster. So I get the thought to get a new right back on that's fresh and healthy, but I, I think I would play Yedlin and Joe Scally over Shaq Moore every day of the week. Maybe Shaq is just, playing incredibly in training. And I don't think he had an awful cameo. I still, it just scares the crap out of me when he comes on the field. I think Haji Wright in his cameo played himself off the depth chart. Like he was, he was virtually nowhere. His decision to go shoot that ball at the end. Like that was crazy. What a bad decision. Be a beat. Like know the game state right now. Like we are defending for our lives. Yes. If he takes the ball to the corner, corner, it's over. The game's over. That You put a 6'4 guy on top of a ball and hold him off. That's what he's in the game for, is to use his body. And he didn't even do that the majority of the time. I don't know. But what a bonehead <laughs> play. Like, that, that absolutely killed me. I could feel it coming. And, hey, I know everyone wants the glory and put the nail in the coffin and finish off uh, Iran or Iran, however we want to say it, and send him home. But it, it, that was just – that was really poor for me. Kellen Acosta, I, I think, is just playing because we don't really have any other central midfield depth – that, that can back us up and put us in a defensive state that's more sound than when one of our three, our three amazing trio go off MMA. Like I think by the way, MMA Musa McKenney Adams might be the best midfield trio in terms of in form right now in this tournament, or at least one of the top, like I'm not saying that like you take the guys that are on in different trios for like their face value and their player value and say like ours are better. But in terms of the effectiveness of them right now, these yeah. guys are incredible outperforming. They're putting the team on their back. And one more, one more thing on Haji, right? I don't even, that ball was moving so slow. I don't even know if it would have got to the goal. I think the goalie could have let it roll and it would have stopped before it. that was an awful shot. And lastly, we didn't see any geo. I know we were kind of like, Oh, you should play, but we didn't need him at that point. Like if anything, geo could have came on for Weston, but I don't. I wouldn't make that move either because we don't need the attack at that point. So, not seeing Geo in this one wasn't as surprising to me. But what still really upset me was we were not able to put the nail in the coffin and finish these golf these guys off and just go go up 2-0. So that's something that I mean, if we get in the position against Netherlands, that's a big if. But that we have to do that. We can't let these oh. teams hang around. My heart can't let us let these teams hang around. Like it's so uncomfortable watching because you're just waiting it's gonna bite us at some point it's absolutely gonna bite us at some point and we need to go either kill the game and when i say kill the game go put the insurance goal in one or two i'll take two and and go that way or kill the game and just defend soundly and then relieve pressure and be smart when you have the ball like take the pressure off your defenders we did that a little bit in the in the extra injury time today that was tacked on at the after the 90 
But other times, like like Haji Wright's instance, for example, just be smart. Like act like you've been there. Like know what the situation is and what your team needs. They need to breathe, man. They've been defending for 20 minutes, just taking wave after wave of these crosses. Like guys just putting their bodies in the line. And you're going to go selfishly down there and take a shot and just have them start right back over again. Like got to kill the game. One way. I will say, I think if Dest was in, he would have killed the game on the ball where there's a little chip to the back post from Aronson to yep. Shaq Moore, and Shaq Moore let it and bounce. Like, go attack that thing, dude, and put it away. The ball was two yards from the goal. The goalie was on the near post. I was upset by that. But, all right, let's do a quick reality check, and then we'll get into some final thoughts. Yeah, so reality check. We we proved the haters wrong. We proved our own history and track record wrong here. Like, we went and won a game. We scored a goal. We effectively doubled our goal tally in this tournament by doing so. Uh, we also more than doubled our shots on goal tally, which is great. So reality check, Iran's not an easy. They're a top 20 team in, in FIFA's rankings right now. And then you can argue about the merit behind those rankings. But they they gave – obviously, they, they beat Wales late on. We couldn't beat Wales. They would have given England more problems. That game just got away from them. And, and I don't think they were bad today. But in the first half, we made them look – Awful. Like they did, they couldn't do anything. They didn't know their left foot from their right foot for the first half, for most of it. And the second half, they gave us issues. But huge result for the team, for such a young core of players. This is going to take them so far. Like you don't think, like this takes us, yes, into the round of 16. But this memory and what it felt like in that situation for them will be gigantic come future uh, matches in the 2026 World Cup, even. Like this is a big learning experience for them. And on the positive side, and then now looking forward, just like a reality check. Now we have to go play Netherlands and we'll get into that on another episode, another quick one. But it, that is, we are going to, it's going to be a similar style of play as what you would have saw against England. We're going to pack it in. Yeah. We're going to try to get our chances, but we, it will be nothing like this Iran game. It'll be, it'll be closer to the last 30 minutes of the Iran game. Yeah. Uh, and I actually appreciate that. Like, I think you and I watched the England game. We're like, you know, we like being in this position where the underdog, because the pressure isn't really there. I think today the pressure was all there. Like, Look at, hey, another big win today, the public on the betting lines for the books. The books got demolished today. I was in on it. I know you were in it. Oh, my God. I, oof, I'm i sure they're hurting, hurting today. I mean, we saw some crazy stuff. What, 92% of the public money was on the U.S. money line today? Right. Yes. I was trying to find that uh, for my buddy Mike Ritter. Shout out BR Betting. 84% of bets and 92% of the money were on U.S. to win the game. And then I also cashed my happy. Didn't hedge. Straight win. You cut out for a second. You cashed your uh, your parlay with the uh, uh, yes. out of the group? Yes, I did. Not a parlay. Straight bet before the season. Did it back in – or sorry, before the World Cup. Did it back in like July. Love it. Cash Love it. it. Wins all around. Final thoughts for us besides the win. Obviously, we're stoked. We're going to celebrate. We're going to, you know, soak in this and be really happy. But, man, we've got a fun, fun occasion coming up on Saturday. And a couple of things to think about. Polistic that we just mentioned just put out a snap from the hospital – uh let's f and go boys i'll be back on saturday let's do this like he was like this and the thing and he's like in his hospital gown it's awesome so i, I i'm not worried about polisic that was one of my final thoughts like i just worry about him because i think he's both a physical and like a mental presence for the team i will say i think you yeah you said it was his hospital gown that's our warm-up shirt they look like oh yeah. they look like hospital gowns i'm not it's a tie-dye warm-up shirt that's just oh my yeah. god but yeah, uh, and then another storyline, Sergio Dest, he chose the U.S. over over Netherlands, Holland. You'll, you'll hear them both, but he chose us over them. So it's going to be a huge game for him. You know he's going to step it up. It's a homecoming for him. I'm pumped for him for. And then finally, Tim Weah in the postgame presser. I just loved his comment. 
and he had he had this to say. He said, I always say it's us against the world because no one believed that the U.S. could play good football, footballs and soccer in this case. We're just here trying to show the world. And and I, I love how, like, I, I think the mentality of this team has been really sturdy. I think Greg's done a good job at that, which is kind of hard to quantify or really understand fully. But these guys just look determined, and they look like they can do anything and pull off anything. And now we're getting to this stage in the tournament where anything can happen. Like, I, I saw a quick stat that I'll leave you all with is today is on the, on the expected goal account where we get our expected goal stats from. Go follow it on Twitter. I think it's called XG Philosophy. Only the only time I think 40 47% of the time before our game and, and the Wales game that happened uh, earlier today, 40 only 47% of the time when you've led on expected goals, that same team has won in this tournament. So the team that has more expected goals has in most parts lost in this tournament. So it doesn't take the domination. It doesn't take the goal scoring chances. It takes being lethal on the chances. And I will say, Jake, one thing that we'll we'll get more into on the primer when we drop the U.S. versus Netherlands, but there's no more ties either. So the, this stuff can go haywire. Two 15-minute extra times, not golden goals, so they play the two 15s. Then it goes to penalty kicks. Yep. I would love if we get the penalty kicks. I Matt Turner is a brick wall. Yes, he, he is. Oh, and as all good things must come to an end, we finish this recap for you all on the U.S.-Iran game. What a blast. I need to calm down a little bit more, go cool off a little bit. But in the meantime, hope you're loving what we're plugging and putting out for you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, everything. So just a reminder, like, go like and retweet and DM and share that stuff and, like, subscribe to us and comment. We want to hear from you all. Like We, we want to do this for you all and, and for our followers and listeners and hope you've been able to get some good coverage uh, out of us these last, what, man, you know, week week or so, two weeks now, and, and we'll continue to. So we'll be back again with a primer for the Netherlands-Holland matchup for the round of 16 game, which is taking place at 9 a.m. Central Time on Saturday morning on Fox. Uh, so absolutely stoked for that. We're going to have a good breakdown coming out for you. In the meantime, go follow us and interact with us on socials. Like We're super active, and we love to hear from you all. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Go USA. Go USA.